Welcome to The Destined Life, a podcast about achieving the life that God has planned for you, which is The Destined Life. We discuss topics like God, church, relationships, health, finance, and so much more. I'm your host, Destiny Harris. I am so excited. Today we have a new episode. I would like really, uh, I'm overjoyed because I have a guest on with me today. I have Kervin here. Kervin, can you say hello to the audience and let them know who you are? Hey, audience. How are y'all doing? And oh, let them know who I am too, right? Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> uh, I am Kervin uh, out of South Carolina, uh, upstate South Carolina. I am a uh, therapist here. Uh, and also, uh, I have a uh, podcast as well um, and work with people on, you know, anxiety, uh, depression, couples counseling as well. Um, and that's pretty much it. I'm a, I'm a husband, a dad, um, a brother, a son, you know, all of those, uncle, all of mm-hmm. those things. Wow. So you're a lot. You have yes. a lot going on with you. So I'm. Uh, let us know what's going on right now. What's the latest with you? The latest with me is, like I said earlier, doing a podcast. So I took a break. Uh, it is what June and July will be starting back up so that we'll be able to drop uh, in August. Also, I started a male, black male uh, support group. Mm-hmm. A wellness group is what I call it. Once a month, every fourth Monday every fourth Monday of the month. Um, and, you know, if you follow uh, my social media, you'll be able to, to find it. Uh, I do it in person, but also there's a link via Zoom that you can kind of join in on. And that's pretty what? much it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Uh, well, y'all know it today. Uh, you see for the title, it's called Sorry I Have Plans. We're going to talk about it. This summer, as you all already know, um, it's about self-love and about working on yourself and being able to um, just be better. And I realized that self-love isn't always about, you know, just seeing the good in you, but it's also about seeing the bad in you and working on it and working on those things that you need to, um, that you may need to change. And one of those is trust issues. We talked about communicating with others and trying to get friends and, you know, creating new relationships, but a lot of us may be hesitant because we have trust issues. So that's why I have Kerbin on today. He's going to help us out and help us figure out how to deal with this. So, um, Kerbin, I know you are a therapist and you, um, you talk with a lot of people and had to help a lot of people. Can you uh, let us know what are signs or ways that you can tell that someone may have um, trust issues or that we could be able to see it in ourselves that we may have trust issues? Um, trust issues, if I had to sum it up in a nutshell, just having always having to have that constant reassurance um, because they don't trust what you're saying, um, what you're giving them. And they need that validation beyond those words. Um, mm-hmm. Also, of course, trust issues, what we would commonly know as somebody questioning you because they don't believe where you say you were, you, where you were. Um, 
and uh, to some degree, people um, uh, kind of putting themselves in a situation where it's a, it's like self-sabotage. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't trust you. I don't trust that this relationship is going to go whether it's where I want it to go, be it a friendship or an intimate relationship. So I'm going to do silly stuff. You know, I'm going to do stuff just to self-sabotage this relationship so that I can say, you know, you didn't get me. I got you before you got me. That's good. That's good. I like how you uh, you said uh, you always do the shirts and you always need to make sure that it like, is it real? You know, it's hard for you to trust you know, that someone may like you or someone that may care about you. And this isn't just in uh, romantic relationships, but it could also be in friendships. It can also be in uh, with family members. And it could just, it could be a lot. And sometimes you just like, I don't trust that. But for those people who have figured out, you know what, I do have trust issues. And this is, you know, I realized that I don't trust people. <laughs> um, what is the first step, would you say, in dealing with this? What is, what is the first step that they need to take? Well, the first thing is having the emotional intelligence um, to know that I have trust issues. You know, when you when you think emotional intelligence is just um, the the capacity to be aware or in control or be able to express um, their emotions. If you have trust issues, you know, one of the first things that you do want to do to your partner or to those that you're involved with is just to be honest about it. You know, you might not have to say the catchphrase, I have trust issues, but be really honest about, you know, what I need constant reassurance that you're in it to win it with me. Or I need validation um, in this relationship. And, you know, and, and, and then give them ways that they can actually um, validate you. Um, just being honest and being open to communicate, not only open to communicate, but, you know, a part of, commu- a part of communication is actually talking it out, obviously, and giving those words. But then you got to make sure that that person understands you. How do you know that they understand you? Is to come back and say, hey, do you understand what it is that I am giving to you? Do you understand what, I, what it is that I am saying? Uh, you can even connect that to some degree by um, explaining how you got to this point. Now, you, if you don't have the emotional intelligence to connect to yourself, you're not going to be able to give it to them. Uh, that's where therapy comes in right. to see how, how I got to this point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I think that's one of the hardest things for me. Uh, I've been very transparent about this, that I have trust issues. It's kind of hard for me to trust people. And... Oh, uh, one of my, one of the, um, that was one of the things I had to deal with with my, my therapist. And she was just like, you got to get to the root of it. You got to see why, you know, yeah. what caused this. And yeah. many people, they don't like, they like, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to the childhood or whatever. Like they, it's kind of hard to get to that. So uh, what do you think is required to deal with this? You know, like when it comes to like surroundings or maybe certain things that you have to do that may be a little bit uncomfortable, what is required in order to deal with um, having difficulties, you know, with trusting people? Well, just to kind of stay in that vein of what you just said, mm-hmm. people not wanting to go back and have to deal with it. Well, if you're not going back and dealing with it, you know what you're not doing? You're not processing. What do I mean by you're not processing? 
part of processing it is there's nothing that I can do about it. It happened to me. It happened for a reason. I either learn from it, can learn from it, will learn from it, but there's nothing that I can do about it. When you don't want to go back, then there's, is there a part of you that's saying, you know what, I could have did something different. There are part of you that's saying that, okay, I might not have actually made it through. This still affects me even more than I can even understand. So being able to go back and face it face to face and then accepting the fact that it is what it is. There's nothing else that I can do. What can I get from this? That's processing. And once you process it, then you can move forward. You can you can begin to go forward. Yes. Okay. You said to you move forward from that. What is for? Because some people they they figure out. Okay, that's why I have trust issues, and then they kind of leave it. They're like, okay, well, yeah, that's why. It's like, no, there's there's a little bit more. So, what's a little bit more? What do you feel like the next steps are? All right. And of course, it's different for everybody, but right. The next few steps. All right. Of what is moving forward? All right. What is it, you know, I, I say this uh, particularly in, in in couples counseling. You know, you find out that somebody has trust issues or they don't trust them. They might not even, it might not be that they don't have trust issues. It might simply mean that that particular partner took away the trust that they gave to them for whatever reason. But my question then is, what can that person do to regain your trust? Going, again, going back to emotional intelligence, you got to know what it is that's going to allow you to give the, a person your trust. It's kind of like um, knowing what happiness is or knowing what brings you joy. You try different things and then you say, you know what? Me going on a roller coaster ride really brings me joy. But that's one thing that you know brings you joy. Can you go on a roller coaster ride all the time? No. You can't, but you can take from that. What do they say about people that like roller coasters? I ain't gonna tell you that, say that about me, but you can kind of tell a person who really loves roller coasters, um, they like that rush that it provides, okay? So they're, yeah. they're risk takers, so to speak. Yeah. So they can take that and they can take that whole, that just that one example of roller coaster and say, uh, I'm a risk taker and I like taking chances. I like getting that rush. Well, going back to trust, I can say I need that person to uh, uh, support me. That may be uh, I need that person to when I talk to them about work, I need for them to listen. I need for them to understand. I need for them to ask questions and take from that support. I need that person to support me in what I do. If they support me and I feel like. I can put my trust in them. I don't know. They're ride or die. They're right there with me. Yes. And as a person who, as I said before, with trust issues, that's one thing. I'm like, are you still going to be with me? I don't know. I don't know. It's just like always that question. Even and there are times that the person, they probably have never, ever given you a reason not to trust them. And you're just like, I don't understand why I can't trust you. And you just like, you know, I can't get close or whatever. And I feel like that can, some people define that as toxic. They feel like that's kind of toxic. So do you think that, um, People who have trust issues, do you think that they are kind of toxic or do you feel like, no? 
I don't know if you go. I don't know if you go like this answer or not. But in order to be toxic, I think that it takes two people. Um, and what I mean by that is, if you have this trust issue, right? You're telling me you have this trust issue, and then I try to give you quote unquote an answer to that trust issue, and I don't give you that answer, it becomes toxic when I decide I'm gonna stay in it. I can't give you an answer. I have came to the conclusion that I won't be able to give you an answer. It frustrates me that I can't give you an answer, but I'm still in it. It has now become toxic because I've given up, but I'm still in this relationship. You're not becoming trustful. I'm giving up trying to give you trust and we just kind of going back and forth. That's what's toxic. It's not the person who has trust issues. It's us deciding, oh, well, we're just going to stay right here. Um, either that person can continue um, to get to the root of it or continue to try to win you over or really, really, really um, work with you to get rid of, eliminate, or reduce what issues you have um, and be okay with that or they leave. And I, and I hate to say that, but if they don't leave, then it actually becomes because it's just a cycle well, you know if we really think about toxic you know things in your body can become toxic if it doesn't digest if it doesn't go anywhere what does it do it's just sitting there then it becomes toxic to your body physically yeah but it is that's when we're talking toxic that's just we're at a standstill nobody's gonna move and change on either end that's what's toxic, not necessarily the issue, um, the person with the issue, but the issue itself not being resolved. I love that. That's 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 what it's all about. I feel like so what you're saying, I believe, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is that being toxic is not having an issue. It's not having a problem, but it's not wanting to deal with the problem. And then still wanted to stay in the relationship with the person or whatever you're doing and not want to, is that, is that what you're trying to say? Or? Yeah. I mean, just, how are you going to get peace? Right. How is any individual going to get peace? If, if I'm dealing with somebody, say for instance, um, I'm in a relationship and this person has trust issues. So, you know, they're constantly worried about me cheating. We're just going to go to the regular thing that most people would talk about general and so then I say okay well I'll give you the passcode to my to uh the the code to my phone all right give you the code to my phone but that doesn't work then you say all right um I need you to be at home at a certain time I'm at home at a certain time there's still trust issues right and that person just keep going they keep coming up with stuff keep coming up with stuff and then I keep adhering to whatever they're coming up with, but I'm frustrated the more I have to adhere to it. And they never actually become trustful. They just keep asking for more, asking for more, asking for more. And I keep obliging to whatever they ask. But that, what does that do to my life? It has now taken away the life that I was used to, the life that I was content with, the life that I was happy with or okay with. Now that life is taken from me uh-huh. and you still, the problem is not solved. 
I ain't going nowhere. I'm not getting any better. I'm just here. Like you said, not addressing, letting it stand still. That is the top part. At some point, somewhere, some, something has to break. Either the person has to break away from that relationship or the thing that is causing the trust issue have to break. Not, not behaviors, because that's, that's ultimately what happens is we focus on the actual behavior and it's not the behavior. Mm-hmm. It's not the behavior. It's the feeling. It's the emotion. It's the thought process. It is not the behavior. You, I can have you, I can hold your hand. If you got trust issues, you're worried about where my eyes go. <laughs> so it's not the behavior, it's the thought. It's the thought or it's and or and or the feeling of the emotion attached. I love it. You, okay, so we, we moved to kind of, uh, we were talking about relationships, as always. We were talking about relationships, <laughs> talking about how it's, how it can be toxic or whatever. But for the person, let's say there's somebody who doesn't have trust issues and they realize that their partner or their friend or family member, or whatever, they realize they have trust issues and they realize this, but they say, you know what? I don't know how to approach them about this. I don't know how they feel. And it already, um, cause I know in the black community, even though mental health is starting, I've, I believe it's coming somewhere. We're starting to talk about it a little bit more, which is good. But there are some people who aren't really on the wagon of, you know, trying to go to therapy or anything. But what can we do to help, to help. For people who may be dealing with that? Um, you got to be, you have to, number one, counsel. Um, I say number one is probably not number one. Um, don't be judgmental. Uh, that's number one. Uh, even though I don't have trust issues, it would not be good. And this is if I wasn't a therapist. It wouldn't be good for me to look at somebody and be like, yo, that's stupid. That's stupid. That's when you do that, you now cut that person off from giving you more. Um, the other thing you want to do is actually feel like, no, there is something that I can do if it's nothing more than this. All right. And then lastly, um, you want to be available and open to them to come to you. Um, and when I say that, we're always, I say we are always, I shouldn't say that like I know the person that I'm talking to. But sometimes we feel like I got to do something. I got to, you know, if they know me, I got to send them the curve for therapy. Or I got to show them how to get into it. No, maybe they're not ready for therapy. Maybe all they're ready for is to come to you and vent. Be mm-hmm. that. Be that. Be open enough just to receive that. Uh, and then not try to fix it. Like, if you don't have the answer, you don't have the answer. And you can say that. I have said that to people. Not um, Obviously, I've said it in therapy, but just people that I know. Hey, man, I ain't got the answer. All I can do is you outright. Um. Or we go over the answer and say, all right, we went over these these answers or these solutions and you don't want to do none of them. Nope. All right, man. Here's what it is. Um, but going back to uh, what, what I was trying to say was being open to listen, being non-judgmental, and then uh, accepting the fact that you are doing something in that moment when you are listening, when you are not, when you're not being judgmental. It's not, it's really not that much bigger than that. 
Right. Right. Um, I feel like that's a huge thing, just judging people, you know, especially when you know that they have a problem, you know, and you know that there's something that they or they may feel uncomfortable about and you're making jokes about it or whatever. I think that is just that's that's kind of it's rude it's not okay and it actually <laughs> makes it worse as you say so um for those people who are dealing with trust issues do you think it's okay for them to keep going or with trying to um create new relationships i hope that's <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i get your answer the person okay. that that's in a relationship with me wouldn't want me to say that but yes um yeah they should still try a relationship somebody may be able to get through to them uh, now, for the person that's in a relationship with them, it's going to be rough, uh, it, or it could be rough uh, for them. But uh, every everything affects everything. So either you're in a relationship and you learn from it, or you're not in a relationship and you don't learn, don't get any better, and nothing ever comes of your trust issue. We have what we call reality therapy, right? And with reality therapy, you have to have exposure to what it is that you have an anxiety about. You have to have, to have exposure to whatever it is that you have a phobia about. So if you're never exposed to that relationship, that relation, these different relationships don't expose that trust issue. You don't see a pattern because we're looking for patterns, right? You don't see a pattern of your actions that you might not see yourself. You might not be able to connect the trust issues and the things that that affect that is affected by your trust issues. Even though you know you got trust issues, you might not know how it affects various moving parts. So yes, do it. Try to be in a relationship, and in regardless of your. Yeah, you, I would say you have to definitely be cautious because uh, you don't know what that other person, they maybe you just might break somebody by, you know, having that. So I feel like, yeah, but that's just definitely something to keep in mind. Um, what are, when it comes to the healing process, those people who are, um, they're dealing with it, they're dealing with the trust issues, they're saying, you know, I'm getting better, I'm working on it. What does that look like for them? How, how do they know that they're actually dealing with it or that they're healing or getting better with it? Huh. Ooh, wow. That is different for every person. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for me to, to put in general. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you want to take steps. You want to see how those steps are affecting you. So, oh man, it's so difficult. To, to I'm trying to think of an example of how a person can know. Uh, if you're in therapy, Going back week to week or every other week, you can assess various relationships and see if you've gained, you know, if you've gotten closer to a person or not, or if you become more distant, or if that pattern that I was talking about earlier is still in play. You can just kind of, it's like time work, it's like a uh, clockwork. You can see everything happening the way it normally happens. If that's the case, you haven't grown. If it doesn't happen the way you normally have, then maybe you have wrong. Maybe you are starting to learn. But I can't give you an example because it's so different for every person. I'm trying to yeah. think of one, but I can't think of it right now. Uh, so I'm trying to think of one. Um, okay. 
just with the uh, just going back to the cheating, you have trust issues about a person being faithful. Mm-hmm. If at one time you knew exactly how long it took for them to get home from work, and then one day uh, they come from homework, maybe 10, 15 minutes late, they may come in rushing and say, hey, I'm late because this is in third, and you didn't even realize that they were late. There's some growth there. Okay. Um, you know, you can say, well, I didn't realize that they were late because I was asleep. But in other in the past, you might have woken up because I didn't know that in the third. So just those small steps, any small step of change would be great. It don't have to be big. It don't be, it don't have to be that you was able to give them a hall pass for the weekend. Literally be that they was 30 seconds late and you didn't stress about it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I would say, um, look, try to appreciate the small moments. Yes, absolutely. And it might help you to keep going when it comes to the healing process because some people, they don't like to work on stuff. But then they're like, oh, wait, hold on. I didn't feel this way. So it makes you want to go a little bit further when you see that progress. You see how it makes you feel. You feel better. You're not as worried or whatever. So I think that's that's really good. It amazes amazes me that when it comes down to our physical body, if we start working out, it's so easy for us to see ourselves on day one and go to the next, and then go to the third day, and then go to the fourth day. We're only getting so better each day, right? But we going out day after day, week after week, month after month. And in a year time, we're, our whole body has changed. But we didn't see that from day to day, but we kept at it. But when it comes down to our mental, we don't do the same thing. If mm-hmm. our whole mental don't change in one week, our therapy don't work. <laughs> this wasn't good. This was a bad, this was a bad out. No, it's it's the same way as you know your physical body just gotta keep trying and keep looking, taking those small changes, those small moments, and putting them in your memory bank and seeing how they make you feel, seeing how the people that was around you was affected by it. And that in and in turn, you was affected by how they was affected. All of that, um, taking all of that and, and learning from it, growing from it. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So try to make sure I get my words together because I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but when it comes to relationships, we're going to use really, uh, we're going to use a romantic relationship, um, for example. So let's say that there's uh, one of, the two people, one of them, they have, um, what is it? They have trust issues or whatever, and they're trying to deal with it. What are common misconceptions about, like, hold on, let me see. Let me look at my notes, because there was a way I worded this, because it took me forever to figure out how to word this. Okay, what are common misconceptions about how to deal with trust issues when it comes to relationships that you may have seen in therapy that they thought, oh yeah, this is how this is supposed to happen. And it's like, no, it, it's actually this way or, you know, you may not see it like that. So what, what are what common I, misconceptions? Yeah. What I said to you um, earlier, focusing on the behavior mm-hmm. as if, oh, if I change this one thing, it's going to change all the trust. 
if he gives me his phone as soon as he walked through the door, oh, now I'm going to feel comfortable. Um, if he's always at home by 10 o'clock, well, I know he can't be anywhere else. No, it don't work like that. Because if he's at home by 10, you know what's going to happen? You're going to have to be up under him. Or if he's in the next room playing a video game, then you're going to say, well, I don't think he's playing a video game. He actually might be talking to someone. Then you're going to scroll through his whatever social media, Instagram and Snapchat. You're going to try to figure that out and see, is he involved with somebody? Um, you know, we focus so much on behavior that we lose sight on what's driving us, which is actually the trust issue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I think, what is, okay, so when it comes to relationships, um, we're gonna talk about friendships. There are people who are scared to like, get close with people just in general. They're just like, no, you know, whatever. It just, and I know for me, sometimes if somebody uh, asks me, oh yeah, you know, why don't we call each other later? I'm like, yeah, well, hold on. Like, you know, it's just like, it's just, it's a lot for me. I'm not a very social person. and yeah. But uh, let's just say about that. Like, how do we get better with that and try to move forward and be like, it's okay to have a conversation with someone. Have you, how do you deal? How do you help those types of individuals? Those types, I feel. Those um, again, going back to, uh, patterns and in order to go back to a pattern you got to take a chance right you got to take and you got to take a risk so um when we're talking about friendships let's say you've been done wrong repeatedly you've shared something with someone repeatedly different people they've always took what you shared and given it to someone as you go forward then you want to be intentional. I, I think I like this person. I'm going to give them this, and I'm going to see if they share it. If they don't share it, I can get them a little bit more. Or go back and ask yourself, the things that I'm sharing, do the same thing always get out? Uh, I'm going to be, uh, uh, let's say you always share that, um, I hate, and I'm just using this as an example, just as an example. Say you make the statement, I hate little people. Every time you say that statement, somebody shares it. You're telling that person, but somebody shares it. And maybe you don't need to tell them what you hate. Maybe you need to tell nobody what you hate because it's something that's just that's crazy. Um, you see a pattern of when I share this one specific thing, it gets out instead of, oh, I can't trust it. It's just one thing that I, I, I gave, just one thing that I continue to give and it always gets out. Um, again, you wanna look for patterns and you wanna be intentional. When you look for a pattern, you see a pattern before you go on to these relationships or as you go on to these relationships, other relationships, new relationships, you wanna be intentional of what you give and how it's reciprocated or if you give it and you want them to hold it, if they hold it or if they um, share it with other people. Yes. Yeah, uh, that, that, was, that was good. So making sure you're not just, you know, like, oh yeah, I can't trust you, but maybe it's just, 
don't do that anymore, you know? I mean, it, it literally can't be you. <laughs> that was actually a very simple thing. Like, it's just, just don't do that anymore. So thank you for that. <laughs> just don't do that anymore. Um, after we talked about all of this, what is, um, we have a thing called Destined Life Application. And um, it's kind of like a homework that I like for my guest or uh, myself, I would give to the audience. And so we're dealing with trust issues and whatever. So for those people who may have trust issues or may be dealing with somebody who has them or whatever, what is a um, what is some homework that they can do? Um, yeah. <laughs> if you could think of anything, because I don't think I told you that. <laughs> uh, um, what is homework they can deal with with uh, trust issues? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, just to kind of try to get, and this is what you can do to yourself, but you need a professional to kind of bring this out for you. Okay. Write a letter to yourself. What would you want your current, what was your, what would you want your current self about? You know, to try to navigate to see where that trust issue came from. Um, Based on living my life right now, if uh, uh, if you're you know thirty something, write to your fifteen year old self, you know, kind of warning them about different things in life, and maybe, maybe in that process, you can see okay, this is where things kind of turn for me. You know, in the tenth grade, I met this group of these group of girls. And they talked about me in this way or they laid me down this path after I gave them my trust. Oh, that may be where it started from. Possibly. But you would need a professional to kind of help you out with that homework exercise. But talk to yourself. Talk to your 15-year-old self. Talk to your 13-year-old self or your uh, 11- or 12-year-old self. Talk to your 20-year-old self. You're 25, talk to your 20-year-old self. There's a lot that happens in five years. A lot that can happen, a lot can happen in 30 minutes, much less five years, um, much more five years, I should say. Yeah, that would be a homework exercise, a neat one at that. At that. Yes, I love that. So write a letter to your younger self and then you can possibly figure out why you know, um, you may have trust issues or, you know, have difficulty trusting people. That's good. I love that. For our next segment, um, as we're talking about therapy, you're saying that, you know, in order to do that, you may need some, some professional help, some help. Um, and there are people who are, see, who may want to go out for therapy. They probably have never done therapy before, or maybe they are trying to find a new therapist. What are some things that they need to look for in, um, a therapist when they're, um, trying anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing uh, when it comes down to uh, therapy is your therapeutic alliance um, what is a therapeutic alliance it's <laughs> as i describe it in my own words it's a vibe right whether i trust you you trust me mm-hmm. um you find me credible as a therapist, and I find you credible as a, uh, a person, you're giving, I feel like you're giving me the truth. Mm-hmm. You feel like I'm giving you the truth. Right. Um, and then us being committed to each other, 
you know, I'm committed to you as a therapist to give you like every, every time you come in to our space, I want to give you the best of me. I want to give you uh, as much as I know. And then you are committed to the process. As we stated earlier, even committed to the point of making that one small change and recognize it. And then continuing once I recognize it. Um, so um, that therapeutic alliance, probably the biggest thing when we're talking about therapy, more than how much um, they know, more than what type of therapy it is, because you got so many types, cognitive behavior therapy, reality therapy, acceptance commitment therapy, uh, and on and on in DBT, EDMR. There's it's all these acronyms and stuff um, that I know and can explain to somebody that I can't. Then there's in, intervention. There's books and stuff that, you know, workbooks. But more important than all of that is the therapeutic alliance. Whether you get me and I get you, we're committed. Yes, I like that. And I know that this is probably going to be a huge step for those um, for those people who are dealing with trust issues. Like you're a therapist, you're, you're supposed to really like get down to the stuff that you probably don't even want to talk about. And it's just like, I got to talk about it. And, it's, and it may be like a complete stranger. So it's just like, what? You know, and I know for me, it was very weird. I was like, I don't know you. They were just like, you know, you have to talk to me. That's what you're here for. And I'm just like, hmm, I don't know. But um. Just side note, because this wasn't a part of the episode, but I just wanted to ask you, what are some things that uh, you would like for uh, your patients? What is something that uh, that helps you help them? That maybe for those people who are starting, they're like, oh, I need to make sure I do this. Honesty. And when I say honesty, all those things that you can't tell anybody else, you can tell me. Everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to make light of the situation, but like I was saying earlier, where if you make a statement to someone about, I hate little people, everybody's going to look at you crazy, right? But if you tell me, I can help you process that. I hate little people. Why, why are you hating little persons? You can tell me that. And there's no judgment. We can process it. Um, you ain't got to feel like, oh, my God, this person is going to um, think I'm prejudiced, so on and so forth. You know, whether that's accurate or not, give that to me. This, this mm -hmm. is the space to give it. But you got to be honest in every facet. Honest about your family. Honest about yourself. Honest about your relationships. Honest about your past. Honest about your future or what you want for your future or what you're thinking right now. Whether you're happy, whether you're not happy, whether you're sad, whether you're not sad, whether you have suicidal ideation or not. Just because you have suicidal ideation don't mean somebody's going to take you and commit you to uh, a psychiatric hospital. But we do need to know that because we don't know it and we can't address what's pushing you to that ideation. Right. That's just like we go to the doctor, you know, like you don't tell them that stuff like that your arm is hurting and you're still dealing with this pain. It's like, how are we supposed to help you? Like, I can't just, you got to tell me, you know, so that we can work on it and figure out what maybe you need some treatment or maybe there's some things you need to change or whatever. So I, I think that's amazing. I, that was something that I've always wanted to know, like, what do therapists want from us? We always say what we want from therapists, but what is something that can, you know, help them 
you know, be able to help us. So, yeah. And, um, and, and one side, one side, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, Sometimes you your honesty can let me know I'm not the one for you. I can't help you. Um, you being completely honest, it might be something that I am not. If you come in and you say I have anxiety, but then there is maybe um, several different, uh, it used to be called multiple personality disorders, leaving me now what they call it now. Um, but say it's something else, not anxiety, it's just different personalities inside of you. I'm not to address that because I don't have that training. I don't have an interest in doing it, but I can refer you to an expert. I can refer someone else as you are honest. You come in and tell me one thing, and that's what I'm treating. I'm treating that thing. So, for instance, if you come in with arthritis and I'm treating you for a sprained wrist, it ain't going to work, right? The same thing with therapy. If you come in asking or telling me one thing and not giving me all of it, then the treatment is going to be wrong. Y'all. All right, I, I had to. Yes, thank you so much. I, I pray that people listen to that and they take that when they go and um, go to find a therapist and they start therapy. Or if you're already doing therapy sessions, you know, maybe you're not being fully honest, then start doing that. That can really help you because you're hindering your um, your yes. progress by not being honest. So being so honesty is a very important thing. Before we go, can you leave us with a piece of advice? Um, and this can do with trust issues, relationships, whatever. Um, there's a lot you said on this episode. So is there anything that you can leave the audience with? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna leave them with um, what we kind of talked about a, a couple of times. Small steps lead to progress. Yeah. I keep it that simple. Small steps do lead to um, big progress. Yes, I love that. And with this being self-love, uh, this summer being about self-love, don't expect, because uh, I know I was telling you guys to make sure that you all, you know, work on yourself, you're supposed to do this, this, and that. Don't think it's supposed to be like these giant steps. Just take it little by little. That's what I'm doing. I'm not going, not trying to do these big things, but I'm taking it little by little and just making sure that I work on myself and that's what's going to help you. I thank you so much, Kervin, for being on today. You dropped a lot of gems. It helped me so much. I feel like I was a therapy on today, kind of. But um, but yeah, so but it was really, really good. And I pray that someone gets something out of this. They may want to know a little bit more about you. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me. I'm assuming you're going to put this in the show notes. I hear that. I'm going to put this in the show notes. Um, but uh, my name is Kervin Turrell, so you can look me up on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, my personal account is they call him Mister. Uh, my the private practice that I provide therapy at is Gravity Counseling Group. You can um, put that into Facebook or Instagram, and it'll come up. Um, and speaking with Gravity is the podcast that I'm associated with. But uh, Gravity Counseling Group, you can put that in anywhere, you'll be connected to me at some. point. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for being on today. You uh, you were amazing. It was a, a great conversation. And I pray that this uh, is a start for people, that they will start working on things. Maybe it's not trust issues. Maybe it's some other stuff that you need to work on. Make sure you work on those things, y'all. Come on, this, this summer is about. That's what life is all about. Not just this summer, but you should always be working and evolving and getting better. Um, 
But um, I am your host, Destiny Harris. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us today. And as always, I want to remind you to choose today to live your best life. And that's the destined life. God bless you. And thank you so much, Kevin, for being on. Thank you for having me.